Welcome to another episode of the 28092 Podcast. Today's guest decided to start chasing his music career pretty early. He's from Lincolnson, and he's had quite a bit of success so far. You know, they say if you can find a way to make a living doing what you love to do, then you never really have to work. And I think that pretty much describes Chris. I'm standing on the edge. That's a clip of one of Chris Taylor's original songs you can get on Apple iTunes and other locations. A lot of people think about chasing their musical dreams, so to speak, but very few do. Chris actually has. What's it like to move away from home and go to Nashville to chase your musical career? What's it like to make a living as a musician and a performer? We'll get to all that with today's guest, Chris Taylor. So Chris, start us off, man. Let's go back to the beginning. Tell us where you're from, how it all got started. All right, man, absolutely bring it on. So, okay. Um, if we're going back from the very beginning there, uh, let's see. I'm originally from Lincolnton, North Carolina, as you're familiar with. Yeah. Um, that is my hometown for sure. Uh, but I was actually born, if you want to go crazy with it, we go all the way back. I was actually born in Camp Lejeune. My, my dad was in the uh, Marine Corps when yeah. I was born. So we were away from town for the first year or two there, and then we moved back to where everybody's from. So Lincolnton is my hometown, though, technically, and that's where I grew up. It's where all my family is and all that good stuff. Um, and that's kind of where where everything got started from, for sure. You uh, you went to high school here, though? Did you go to school in Lincolnton, or where did you go? I, I did. Believe it or not, I went to West Lincoln High School. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It, it made it on just the, just the west side where we lived uh, – back in the day there. And, uh, yeah, I went to West Lincoln high school. Sure did. So how did you get the music bug? When did that, when did that happen? Okay. So the way that that sort of went down is, uh, I've always been into it. I, I didn't start, uh, I didn't start playing guitar or anything like that until I was about, well, I mean, until I was about, it's actually still pretty early. I was about nine or 10 yeah. when I started playing guitar, but uh, honestly, Chris, what really got it started, my, my dad is a huge classic rock fan, huge music buff. Um, and it was just always there. It was when I was a baby, it was there when I was one, it was there too. go on, go on, go on. And so basically, uh, when, where my first memory, my first memory of that, that I can remember, um, getting started was I was five. It was one of my first memories of it. And he would have me, man, he would just have me sit down and we would be watching MTV. And that was, you know, as you remember. That <laughs> oh, was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's my generation. You know, you, yeah. You know where I'm going to. That was back where uh, when there were actually music being played on MTV and it wasn't right. just teen pregnancy shows and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. That's right. Music videos all day long. We used to be hypnotized right. by it. Exactly. It was a good thing. And um I was young, but I remember that. And we would sit and just watch that stuff. And he would tell me, you know, hey, this is this band and that's that band. And this is this guy and all that sort of stuff. And that was just something that we did together. And um, I will never forget the very first uh, thought that I had of like, whoa, you know, wait a second here. I That's, that's what I want to do. And that was none other than the infamous – Van Halen hot for teacher music video that came out. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right. So uh I saw that and was just like, whoa, wait a minute. But in you know, in particular, uh there's a scene where um 
during the the guitar solo, the famous guitar solo, Eddie Van Halen is walking across the desks of the school library yeah. in that video, and he's just playing his guitar and he's just having a great time and you got the papers flying everywhere and this whole thing and it was just there was something about that moment that i was like whoa whoa, hang on a second i that's 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 what i want to do but i'll tell you something chris um the most interesting thing i mean that that is i don't want to jump too far ahead we can no, get no, back no, go into ahead, that go maybe a little later but um i recognize something with that that took me a long time to actually figure out what it was like, as you worded it, the bug, yeah. uh, it took me a while to figure out what that actually was. But for, um, for a long time, it was just, okay, I want to play guitar and I want to do this, but it came full circle to, to understand that when, when I saw him do that, that day, and I realized that, that that's something that I wanted to pursue, uh, it took me a little bit to recognize that it's actually not so much just the awesome guitar playing that he did and some of that, but uh, it, it was actually, it was the smile to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, and that attracted me to him immediately. And a lot of artists, I, I find a lot of uh, value in some of the artists that can, that can do that. He was, he was my favorite. He was sort of my blueprint at being someone who was incredibly talented, incredibly yeah. talented. Uh, but then he was not trying to be a badass or anything like that. He wasn't trying to give you some kind of smug look or be something that he wasn't. He just, he would smile and just show you that it's like, Hey, I love doing this, yeah. you know, looked fun. And that it, it was fun, but yeah. you could, you see, but you can also, you can have fun, be humble, but also be great at what you do. Yeah. And that was sort of my first little I guess segue into trying to figure that process out. If that makes any sense, I know it does. Yeah. So, so when did you get your first guitar? When did you start trying to practice on your own, take lessons, whatever? Uh, I, <laughs> I did the lesson thing. It, it didn't take. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't for a lot of people, man. It's like piano yeah. lessons as a kid. Your parent, you know, in hindsight, you probably go, yeah, I wish I would have. But then, you know, when you're that age. It does. Yeah. You, you want it, you want the magic all of a sudden. You don't want to play scales. You know what I'm saying? That's right. That's right. I, I did not want to play Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. You know, <laughs> Van Halen and didn't play that. <laughs> he sure did not. I don't believe he did. <laughs> so I, I actually did try to take a couple guitar lessons. They set me up, and I think we I think we went to about three, and it just didn't happen. But yeah. I found that uh, I found that I could. I could learn the same pace and sort of do what I needed to do just by sitting down and listening to the stereo. Man, yeah. I mean, honestly, so that was the route that I took and I just worked and worked and worked and worked yeah. as you do, you know? Oh yeah. That's, that's awesome. Man. So yeah, I, do, I know a lot of kids, you know, get into guitar or wherever they're, you know, violin, it might be whatever it is, but there's a, there's, a, there's something about the, in fact, I'll just throw this in there and go, this is not about me, but I was, uh, you know, trombone player in high school and I was going to be a music major. And when I went to app and tried out for the music school and they accepted me and all that. And after meeting mm -hmm. a bunch of people and seeing all the stuff that they wanted me to do. Um, which was mostly classical kind of stuff. It it took the air right out of my sails to want to to want to be a music major. Honestly, absolutely, and, and, yeah. And, I mean, yeah. that's that's exactly kind of thing that happened to me. So, and as it ends up, I wasn't, and that's probably better off for me anyway because I probably would have ended up sucking at it. But anyway, uh, that's the same kind of thing happens. So, but now, so so you get your so you you start guitar when you when you start performing some. 
Um, let's see. I, I mean, it was a few years. You know, obviously, you got to go through that period of just beating your head against the wall. Yeah. Um, and you got to sit in your room and you got to just go on and on about it. And, you know, your, um, your vocabulary, as you get frustrated, starts to, uh, starts to expand at first. It's darn when you yeah. get messed up and then it starts to get a little worse. Right. No, I, I <laughs> as hear you. Grow. Um, but yeah, you just, uh, I, it was a few years. I think it was right around 16 where I started to, to branch out and we started doing some, you know, some backyard parties, Right. Uh, some things like that. And I, I put together a, a small band around the Lincolnton area, if you can believe that. And uh, some had just had some friends. It was very much the garage situation, but you got to start somewhere. Yeah, sure. So that's what we did. And that was around, that was around 16 or so. And right. wasn't, a, wasn't a ton going on in that, but it got us, it got us going. It sort of introduced me into playing in front of some, some audiences to some degree and start to learn that process, I guess. Right. So then yeah. at some point during that, I know you, you eventually grew into playing more and more, but you actually pursued it hardcore and went to Nashville, didn't you? You went there for a while, lived. I, I sure did. That was, you know, I don't know how in detail we want to go with this. No, but go for it. I, man, uh, I, I did a lot of, um, as I got a little older, I started to join, uh, I think it was around 21. I joined a, a band out of Charlotte to do some covers and things, and I got some some good exposure with them and then went with another artist doing the same sort of thing. We went up and down the East Coast. So it was several entities of just learning the process, learning the process, learning the process uh, that, that got me going toward the direction of Nashville. But a, a lot of people don't know this, and I'll add, um, the reason that I actually moved to Nashville was because I had put out an acoustic record mm -hmm. years ago. And had recorded that. Um, we had it sent off and mixed and mastered, but uh, I had recorded that actually here uh, in Lincolnton, in yeah. my hometown. And we just, you know, went through the right channels to get it done. And uh, long story short, that actually ended up into the hands of some people out in Nashville. And that was one of the reasons that we moved on out there is because I was kind of getting a look, so to speak, at this right. and that. Right. And uh, that's what led to the to the transition to go out there and try to, you know, uh, move that forward a little bit, which which we did. And uh, I got signed to a, a small A&R deal to sort of take care of some recordings and things. Um, and, yeah, we, we ended up staying out there for about five and a half years. Yeah, that's so. uh, that you you did what a lot of people would like to do, but honestly don't have the uh, cojones to do because right. in order to pursue that kind of thing, that's what a lot of in in a lot of ways that's what sometimes you have to do. And a lot of people yes. never take that step. And I'm curious when when you were going through that uh, that decision process and were your parents behind it or were they going, you know, like my dad would have told me back then when I wanted to be in radio, uh, you need to get a job for UPS, son. That's <laughs> I mean, and he actually said that. And I, I love him for it. My mom was the dreamer. She was like the follow your dream guy. My dad's the more practical guy who was like, you know, you need a job. Um, so yeah. how, how did that play out for you? Because that's a big choice. It's a big choice. I, I, you know, what's funny is the, the way you just said that it's actually a little bit of the reverse in my family. <laughs> okay. Now, now my mom is very supportive of me. Sure, I'm not sure. saying that, but my my dad is always uh, wave. He's the first one to wave the flag. Right, <laughs> <You know? laughs> right, right. Um, but they but they were very supportive. They knew that I needed to try. That they knew I needed to get out of this area because I was doing some good things, and even around Charlotte and up the East Coast. But uh, you know, pursuing that original situation, so to speak, is just yeah. a whole nother entity. Um, 
so they were behind it. Uh, it was it was a big transition. Uh, and I don't know if you know this, but I'm an only child. So, yeah. I, you know, I'm leaving them. And then also right. my, my I have a, a big family. And it was uh, it was quite a step for sure. Luckily, um, I went I had someone that went out there with me, Jason Nance, who is now he's now my percussionist and he works as my music director uh, in our band the, that we're working with now. And he, you know, he had the same situation. He's always um, been with me, sort of my right hand man and has helped me through that. So he went up there with me. Um, that made that just a touch easier because that was a that was a roommate and a friend, you know, um, but it, it, it didn't make it. It's a it's a tough thing either way. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> you know? that's what I was going to get after that next is say. So, what was that experience like in Nashville? What did you leave? Did you leave there thinking uh, I, I, that was great? I had it was good for me, or did you leave there thinking, boy, that really changed my opinion about the music business? Because it can. I mean, you know, you you can yeah. all kinds of different experiences happen. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna be straight up honest with you, Chris. Yeah. Uh, and for any of the listeners, I have. Um, since coming back and then what we've been able to accomplish in the last, uh, two years, uh, with, with Chris Taylor and the rumor, the project that we're working with now, uh, I've had a lot of people that have sent me DMS or just phone calls, messages and things that ask me, Hey, I'm thinking about going to Nashville and chasing this and chasing that. Right. And I have to be honest with them and I have to tell them that you are mistaken. (laughs) (laughs) I, I would be remiss. It would be wrong for me to not to be honest about that. Now, I did have some good experiences, but you have to keep in mind, I also already had a little bit of a foot in the door right. uh, in some ways, even taking the trip up there. So it's it's a very tough thing. Now, Nashville, um, as I'm sure you probably know, Nashville is awesome if yeah, you yeah. are – uh, it's an awesome city. There's awesome stuff going on there. There is music everywhere, every corner. Mm-hmm. It's, it's right there. But – uh, the thing is, if you think that you're going to go up there and I'm going to take a guitar, I'm going to take the songs that I have written and I'm going to walk up there and I'm going to walk into Universal on Music Row right. and say, here you go. It doesn't quite work like that, you yeah. know. Yeah. So is that sort of answer your question? Yeah, no, it's- it does, man. I, I think that's that's great advice for people going up there. Not to say don't do it. It's just to say temper your expectations, I guess, is maybe the way to do for for somebody who's going up there. It's kind of like it's kind of like sports. It's somebody who's a great bat. And let me and I'll let me say this right here too, man. Is I think and and I'm being I'm not just blowing smoke to you here. I truly believe this. I think you've got the talent to be just as famous or whatever as ninety percent of people in Nashville or wherever. But Thank there's you. there's a thing about that is that you it's a timing issue. It's a who you know issue. It's mm-hmm. a, there's a lot of other things that play into that that make that happen. I mean. Kenny Chesney, God love him, and I know him, and but he's he's never been a great singer. But for some reason, he right. landed his record deal. He got some good songs. The next thing you know, he's you know a, a millionaire a musician or or a performer, or whatever. There's so many sure. people who are just as good or better than him who will never make it. And I don't know, I don't know what that is. But it's it's like Nashville chews up people and spits them out all the time. And that's just Nashville. I'm talking about you know other music places, but that's. It's it is a challenge, and I and to, for you to go through that and come back out and, and continue to work because, and I'll say this, and then I'll let you talk because this is, this is about you. But there are other people, say for example, like uh, Zach Brown, the Zach Brown band, who played in Atlanta forever, never really mm-hmm. hit it big until later in his career, and suddenly, I mean, he hit big. Um, sure. So you never know when it's going to happen. It's it's like capturing 
lightning in a bottle sometime like it doesn't Absolutely. always it doesn't always happen like this uh the guy um what is uh, oliver anthony guy who has this new song <laughs> yeah. that uh that that you know just happened to be the perfect timing and political message and everything to make him just explode whether or not he sure. lasts or not will be the question in terms of music career but um but yeah man that's uh i admire you for doing that i know that's a tough thing to do yeah Thank you. Yeah, it, it, it is tough. And you're right. It's a timing thing. It's it's the lightning in a bottle. It's it's the marketing. It's the yeah. it's the resources that you have behind the marketing. It, right. It's all those things. Uh, but, you know, don't get me wrong. Let, let me go back for just a second and say that anyone that is thinking of moving to Nashville, if you have the if you have the right expectations, then it's an awesome thing. If you're somebody that wants to come, I mean, you know, I, I forget the number of people that move to Nashville <laughs> yeah. for, per day. It's, right. it's ridiculous. Uh, but if you, if you go up there with the mindset of, I want to go and I want to write and I want to find a community of musicians and I work my day job yeah. and I do this on the side and I just have musical friends everywhere, then it is the place to oh, be yeah. for that. If you're, if your sights are set a little higher and a more and more aggressive than that, then my advice would be to get your get your music together, get your brand together, and yeah. then work that remotely from wherever you are. I think the results can be much much better that way. Yeah, that's that's um, a good point. Just depending on what you're what you're looking to do. Yeah, no, that's yeah. that's a good point. I think a lot of people uh, miss out on that because, like they say in Nashville, you can can't sling a dead cat without hitting a musician or an artist of somewhere because that's every right. everybody is, <laughs> you know. That's right. Exactly. Yeah, and there, and there's somebody that's quote unquote better than you at everything right right down here that might be working you know at the liquor store or something you know it's crazy <laughs> that's true that's uh, true you never know i some of the you know having been in radio some of the people i interviewed one of my questions i always like to ask is what did you do before you you know got this record deal or whatever and i've everything sure. from morgan waddon landscaper to uh jamie johnson yep. uh drywaller so i mean you know you okay. there's every everything you can imagine i asked jamie johnson one time i said uh you know what made you veer out of drywall and he said have you ever drywalled before that's his answer so <laughs> so no i i get it you know it's like you do what you yeah. do to make your living until until the break comes along so so that's right so now that you've 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 gone through that and uh, you've come out i'm sure wiser and probably a lot better in terms of your craft what are you what are your plans now what are your goals now to to do to well, continue that's, that that's, yeah. yeah um i think uh sometimes some days it's harder to say this than others because i i did i had a lot of positive experiences in nashville but i had you know certainly some negative th things too and i actually had some health issues while i was pursuing that up there that was a nightmare i had to have my gallbladder removed and all that kind oh, of stuff yeah, yeah that doesn't <laughs> help yeah no it doesn't um but I, I will say this. I think when I look back on that, I think that it did make me wiser and it made it shifted my uh, my scope of what I was looking to do. Whereas I went up there and I was willing to speak to anyone and everyone about whatever they could possibly help me with. And I would listen to any advice and I would go down any road that would potentially help me. And seeing some of the things that I saw and uh, I guess getting the chance to look behind the curtain, so to speak, a yep. little bit, uh, it changed some things. And uh, at the moment, it was it seemed negative. But hindsight, you know, later on, fast forward to today, it's been a positive thing because it's made me have a little stricter um, vision of what I'm trying to do and what the account, mm -hmm. what, you know, what I'm trying to accomplish and how to honestly, Chris, how to, how to run a business within the music business. Yeah. So 
that's what I'm doing. And we're, you know, I'm very happy with the the guys that I'm working with right now. We're doing, uh, we're playing originals, but we're also, we've got an incredible cover show that we do with lights and production and everything. Yeah. Uh, and we, you know, we, we span several genres and things. So it, it's helped me to understand how to move a brand along and how to, uh, how to, what I, how do I say this? Um, Cut some people loose if need be, if they're not, if <laughs> yeah, they're not helpful sure. and productive, you know, sure, sure. Uh, hire, fire, and then try to, uh, try to keep good relationships with people. And, and, and does that make sense? That no, sort of it, thing. it, it just does. It opens does. your eyes a little bit, you know, just opens yeah. your eyes. Yeah, no, it does. Um, and let me ask you this and how, how do you categorize your music? Cause I know you do cover songs, but when you come to original mm-hmm. songs and how, how would you categorize yourself? Cause I think we had a conversation at one point in the past, I talked to you briefly and you said one thing about Nashville is, uh, they didn't know where to put you. Uh, in a in kind of yeah. a box because if you and I've seen this happen to artists now who are uh, who are popular when at least it was for a while there when you move to Nashville first thing they want to do is put a cowboy hat on you and some boots and then fit you in, right. fit you into a mold and uh, I don't think right. and that's, that's you said right. how did that happen for you or what is well, what is your I'll music t- like I'll, yeah I'll, I'll take you one even further Chris I'm sure you since you just mentioned Kenny Chesney I'm sure that you'll understand this yeah. I don't I don't say this very often but I'll say it here on your podcast so. <laughs> Uh, on some of my original material that we recorded, my my singles that are out now, which we can talk about soon, but I've got uh, three singles out now. And Kenny Chesney's guitar player actually played some extra parts on those recordings. John Connolly. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I never, I never met Kenny or anything, but yeah. I know John. He's the one that was brought in to – now, obviously, I played the guitars, but he was brought in to just do some extra stuff to help with time, yeah. you know? And um, they – um, the powers that be, they, they did not want any of my band in Nashville that, to play on that, um, for, for resources purposes or whatever right. that it was, they used in studio people, the, the Nashville machine as right. they call it. That's common. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I had several of those guys that came in and, and did some work for us. Uh, but, um, you know, we, we we got some good we got some good stuff out of it. and and to lead into what you were just asking me about they 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 were not sure what to do with me and I guess I'm a little bit of a conundrum when it comes to that because the only thing country about me Chris is a southern accent and where I'm from <laughs> yeah <laughs> no it. I mean that's, that's fair it. man but you know the thing is yeah. most I think most people who have been successful or, or, you know majorly successful. Well, come back and tell you, just, you got to be yourself. You can't even, right. even if, if you get to success and you're not yourself, you're not going to be happy with it. And that's uh, correct. And, and so yeah. you got it. You got to kind of stick. So what is, what do you call your kind of music? I mean, I know you do covers and all, but what, what would you call sure. your official style, so to speak, or, or genre? My official style is definitely pop rock. Uh, but you could, you know, some, some like to even go into the, the realm of calling it soul rock. So it's definitely a, a, a pop rock sort of thing, uh, but it's 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 influenced by some '80s stuff, no doubt. Uh, but it definitely has a little bit of soul into it as well. So I I, I kind of sit on that '80s rock kind of sound, but it's got like a little bit of a modern soul vibe to it as well. So it, it's it's interesting, but but that is kind of where I like to be. Anything from you know the influences all the way from Van Halen to James Brown, you know, yeah. or 
uh, even you know just you know Justin Timberlake or Bruno Mars, some more modern influences there. All, all that comes into play. But I definitely, as a guitar player, and some of those, I like those retro sounds, and they're they're definitely making a comeback right now. That's for sure. So have you had a chance, you, you you name dropped some there, but have you had a chance in talking about your heroes or influences to, to meet any of them in any of the situations you've been in? Uh, I, I have. There, there's, a, there's a few, I, I don't want to do a bunch of name dropping. No, 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 you're good. That I, guy, no, you know? no, let me tell you something. I was in radio for 30 years. There's not a person I know who's not a name dropper. So you go ahead and drop some names, man. Go ahead. Just, oh. <laughs> I mean, it's not, you oh, don't have okay. to, but it's, but it's okay. Go ahead. Yeah, I, funny enough, a, a lot of them uh, were in country, you know, yeah. um, when we were in Nashville, um, I, I was able to some of the, the best people that I met up there were, um, were the Hayes family. And that's, uh, that's Hunter Hayes and yeah. his family. Oh, yeah. Uh, they were great people. And they helped me out a ton. They, they, they guided me through the waters of that process. And uh, they were they were very good to me. So, uh, so there's there's some and then uh, in the rock world, uh, some of the hair bands I got a chance to to work with the 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 wingers and the warrants and you know that kind of thing a little bit here and there. Uh, uh, I had an opportunity to one of my favorite things was I played in an in an entity called Drum Wars at one point. Uh, this was before I went to Nashville, and it was basically I was the guitar player for two drummers. Uh, that were the Apice brothers, and that's Carmine Apice, and that's Vinny Apice. They they pronounce their last name different, even yeah. though they're the same. <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, Carmine was in you know Pink Floyd and Ozzy and all these bands, and then his brother uh, Vinny was in Black Sabbath and some of these the '80s metal things like Dio. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we would, I came together and I, I would, uh, they would play together and I would be their guitar player. And, and that was a lot, that was really cool because they're so respected, uh, as classic rock drummers that they opened the door for me to meet a lot of different people that, you know, you can't, yeah. you can't fangirl or anything, you know, sort of <laughs> right. thing, but you just like, Hey, yeah, I know who you are. Nice to meet you, brother. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So, so, so just some cool experiences that way. Yeah, yeah. So so what are your plans now? now what are you working toward? What are your goals for uh, you, your band you're working with now, and 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 all that? Well, we're doing uh, – I mean, honestly, Chris, we're doing very well. It's a tough game, as anybody knows. Yeah. Um, but we are – it's a very positive thing. We're, we've got our show that we do is just a cover entity, and then we throw the – uh, the originals in, but the the goal is to expand that as much as we possibly can uh, with traveling and everything in between, which we are doing slowly but surely, uh, because it really is a fun project. If anybody gets a chance to come come out and see us, please do. You will enjoy it. It's it's for it's a family it's a family sort of thing. We we spend we go from the '60s all the way to now with certain music. And then, like I said, I throw the originals in and, and get some ears on that. Uh, and people have been uh, honestly really uh, receptive to the originals within that show. And uh, that's how I've been able to build a little bit of, uh, what's the word, a little buzz with yeah. the originals that yeah. way. It's been a good thing. Uh, but the you know the goal is to expand that and just keep uh, – I'm, I'm blessed to be able to do this for a living, and I want to continue to do that. And then I want to – as soon as possible, I want to get back into the studio and start recording some some new stuff. Now we're writing right now, and I'm hoping to have some new things going forward. So, 
original music is where I want to be, but I, I got to be honest with you, man. I love just the production of a big show and mm-hmm. I love playing some cover songs. That doesn't bother me a bit. So any anything that I can do and make a living and get out and play a guitar and sing for you, I'm going to be all over, you know? Well, I tell you what, man, you're living the dream that a lot of, a lot of people would like to do, but just haven't had the, uh, have the nerve to step out and go for it. I I, I got to ask you this: when when those people, you know, I, I say that because a lot of people hang back to to keep their you know UPS job. I'm not jamming on UPS. That's a great place to work, by the way. Uh, sure, but, sure. but whatever their job may be, what are the things you think you might have missed out on while you're pursuing this? Is there any any regrets in in chasing your dreams like this? That's oh, that's man, that's a great question. That that's that is a, a loaded question. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> no, I, I hear you. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's uh, you can think about it two ways. I could sit some days whenever, uh, you know, when the business part of that's going nuts. And, and, and honestly, Chris, that's the worst part of it is, is learning how to uh, control a business because that's yeah. really what we're doing. I've got several employees and, you know, we, we're doing this thing and I have to take care of that myself. I have, I have a good team that that I, that helped me. Right. Uh, but it's a lot, uh, some days when that's going South and you're dealing with promoters and venues and contracts and all that, you're right. like, Oh my God, you know, I, I, <laughs> I should, I should hang this up right? and I should go back over here and work at GNC or something. I don't know, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, which, which, which FYI I did as a part-time job for a long time. Ain't um, nothing wrong with that, man. That's good. Yeah, no, no, no. Still get um, discounts, hopefully on your supplements, maybe. <laughs> that ran, that ran out a while ago. Oh, okay. All right. Well, <laughs> yeah, they, they put a stop to it. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, you know, there's, there's things, I mean, you know, when you're really pursuing that hard, it, it. I'll be honest with you. It takes a toll on your your dating life or your married life <laughs> yeah. or whatever that you have. You, you have to make some big sacrifices in that area because you're always working and you're ready to jump j- jump up, put your shoes on, and run out the door any chance you get. Uh, so there, there, you know, you have to sort of structure that a little different way. But overall, man, it was it's one of those things where I feel personally, this is the most honest I can be, but. I feel that if I were to stop that, the the story would be incomplete, and I don't know that I would be able to just hang it up and not feel even more regret than I ever would sitting and feeling sorry for myself on just a bad day. Does that make sense? No, absolutely. Yeah, that's part yeah. of it. Anytime you chase your dream, whatever it may be, uh, pro athlete, performer, you know, actor, whatever, when it comes to that, there aren't the, the hard thing. I think a lot of people don't realize when it comes to that, there aren't any rule books. There's no class you take. There's no, you know what I'm saying? There's right. no college course or college degree that you can get. That's going to put you in the place you need to be for any of those kinds of what you would call like the, you know, the, the less than 1% jobs, like what you're pursuing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, it's a unique thing and I, it takes a unique person and talent. And I, and again, I say, I think you've got all that. It's just, a you know, and uh, in, in terms of hitting it big, a matter of right place, right time or something like that. Who knows? It could happen tomorrow, Thank man. You. It could happen tomorrow. It, it sure could. And, and I appreciate that. And, and, but to be honest with you, Chris, like I, I've been, I've pursued that for a long time, but yeah. If, if, if something bigger than what we're doing comes along, uh, surely I'm going to take that opportunity. However, I, I must say that uh, my, my, my sights and my scope has changed. Uh, I, instead of trying to make it big, quote unquote, I, yeah. I'm, I'm very content with, uh, with being like, you know, inside the less than 1% of 
people that get to do something like this for oh, a yeah. living. Yep. Uh, so if I can just continue to run my own business and play a guitar for a living and pay my bills, right. That, that Mission I accomplished. that's an accomplishment in itself. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. 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 That's, that's a good way. That's yeah. a good way to think about it too, man. So, um, I'll, we'll wrap it up here soon. Cause I know you got uh, a lot of stuff to do, but you mentioned original songs. What, what do you do? What is your writing process? Like, I know that sounds, that's kind of an artist artisty or whatever the word is kind of question to ask, but you know, some people get uh, inspiration, you know, anywhere from the shower to the toilet to some people sit down and, and schedule writing time. What, what do you do? Absolutely. I have tried to do the Nashville scheduled writing thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. I have. It don't work for me. Yeah. So yeah. when it comes to my process for that, stuff has to hit me, man. It could be I'm, I'm, I'm running. I'm going for a jog. I'm running on a trail somewhere or I'm in the shower or something like that. And I will think of a line that says, hey, now hang on now. You know, yeah, that, that yeah. might be what I'm trying to say here. And I'll put things together that way. They, it has to come sporadically. And then I'll I'll listen to a song that gives me some inspiration. And I'll be like, you know what? I want that message to have that sort of tone. And I'll just, just start putting things together that way. Um, I'll tell you this story really, really quickly. And I think you'll, you and your listeners might find this interesting. Uh, I have a lot of uh, heroes when it comes to songwriting. And they're, they're yeah. probably not people that you would think that I would say. And I got the opportunity, uh, was it last week or the week before, uh, I got the opportunity to actually connect with my favorite songwriter of all time. And I was able to send him a voicemail and listen, uh, or sorry, I'm sorry, send him a voicemail and ask him some questions uh, about his writing process. And I had a connection up in um, a studio engineer up in uh, Mount Juliet, Tennessee, mm -hmm. that uh, that worked with him and knows him and was able to forward that voicemail for me. And, um, you know, surprisingly enough, it uh, it resonated with him and he actually answered me. And that was Rick Springfield. Oh, awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah, that's my that's probably my favorite songwriter. He's a big inspiration the way that he's able to write pop rock songs, but that have a really deep message. Uh, right. He writes about anxiety, depression, sexual angst, fears. He, he's great at that. And then he puts them inside a pop rock song and you're just, you can bebop along to it or you can listen to the words and be like, wow, this guy is spitting truth here. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. But I was able to connect with him and, and he actually answered a couple of my questions about songwriting. That was a really cool thing. That is sure. cool. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime you get to, uh, you know, connect with a, a hero or somebody like that, that's awesome. Especially somebody who mm -hmm. gave you inspiration along the way. So for right. people, I know a lot of people around Lincolnton know you and a lot of people know the answers to this already, but for people who might hear this or maybe have never heard of you, where do they find out more about you? What uh, websites, uh, what you got a list of shows coming up, anything like that you can, you can give me, I can, we can share with everybody now. I'll post it on the uh, podcast notes so people can, can follow up and keep track of you. Sure, brother. I can send you a link to that has uh, that goes straight to my website, and it, it takes you to everything. But anybody listening right now, you can literally find me at Chris Taylor and the Rumor on any social media that you have anywhere, whether that be YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, whatever you want to do. Uh, it's Chris Taylor and the Rumor, and you will find it there. Now, if you're listening on Spotify or Amazon or Apple Music, uh, anything like that, and you want to hear the uh, the originals that I have out, that's just going to be Chris Taylor. Gotcha. All right. Yep. Sounds good, man. Well, Chris, congratulations on your success so far, man. I know you're you're destined to do more great things, and and um, we'll keep an eye out for you. I know when you perform around here, and uh, best of luck to you, man. I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, hop on the podcast, and let's do it again sometime. Thank you, brother. You got it, man. Take care. Thank you, Chris. All right. 
See right. ya. See you, dude. Thanks again for listening to the 28092 podcast. I'll put uh, Chris's website in the uh, notes of the podcast so you can go visit his website if you like to get his tour dates, etc. And don't forget to send your suggestions for podcast guests, topics, etc. to me. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks again. <laughs>